Previously on Myth Terra Love, we examined the astrological sign of Gemini. Today's show will focus on Cancer. Myth and Tarot. Where do the ideas go? Let's talk about stories, stars, and symbols, and all of the above. Welcome to Myth Tarot Love, a show about ancient stories, new aged wisdom. I'm Biddy, your classicist, and I'm Rose, your resident tarot practitioner. Welcome back, everyone. Hello. For some reason, my rhythm just feels off today. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Anyways, Cancer is here. The summer solstice mm-hmm. has finally arrived. How is your spring, Biddy? Um. Well. <laughs> It's been, not going to lie, it's been an intense spring. Yeah. It's also been very cold here in southern Ontario. So yeah, a lot of it, rain. It has not, I guess it's felt like a full spring, and I don't feel like I've had that for a while. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been chilly, but, it, and, yeah. The last yeah. few years, it was like, winter, winter, summer. Yeah. <laughs> summer is here, and like, a little bit, a little bit of spring. Yeah. Um, now is a lot of spring, but um, <laughs> yeah, just very busy, and mm-hmm. I think you're the, you're the same, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. My spring was crap. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, it was lovely in some ways because yes. I I really enjoy rain. Mm-hmm. Like, it's one of those like melancholy. Mm-hmm. Let's look out the window if you actually had time to look out the window. <laughs> it's good to yes. take time to look out the window sometimes, but like, yeah, let's bring on the summer. Yeah, some um, sunshine, some relaxed time. Bring on the cancer energy. Yes. Really. Um, can- time of cancer, I am very looking much forward to it. Much looking forward to it. <laughs> um, it is time of the mother, time of nurturing, healing, giving, just all them good things. And I feel like it is time. <laughs> it, <laughs> it is time. It is time. We were saying, too, that we both have people in our, like, a lot of important people that are cancer. So we'll be celebrating a lot of birthdays, I feel too. like most people may be surprised that how many people are in their lives that they really love who are cancer. <laughs> <laughs> like, because cancer has a way of, like, just really touching people's hearts mm-hmm. um, for some reasons, actually, that I would like to get into okay. with talking about cancer. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I already mentioned cancer is symbolically. Let's just start start off with the, um, the symbols of the cancer, sure. right? You've got the crab. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember when I was first learning about astrology and I learned that the name for this astrology symbol was cancer, I thought, oh, no. Oh no, that's an illness. Oh. oh no, why would they make why would they make a sign the same as an illness? And it's actually totally they have the only thing they have in common is that they're both called, named after the crab. Yes, because right? cancer is Latin. Yeah, like crab. Yeah. Um, actually, I'm pretty sure the sign came first as well. Yeah, so, oh, for sure. <laughs> Astrological the sign diagnosis. was definitely yeah. uh, something long before yeah. the discovery of or and the naming of cancer, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but looking it up, you'll find that um, it was a Greek fellow named Hippo- Hippocrates. Hi- Hippocrates? <laughs> yeah, there you Hippo- go. I'm looking at Betty for, like, <laughs> confirmation. Like, uh, Hippocrates. <laughs> Hippocrates, yeah. yeah. So he was studying, uh, he apparently, fa- famous um, famous medicine guy. I feel, I feel like out of my element explaining this. Uh, but, yeah, he was famous in medicine and... Uh, first named these masses 
of that are now called cancer uh first name these these masses carcinos and carcinoma uh based off of the fact, which is Greek for crab, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Uh, based off of the fact that it's spread out like little fingers um, in the body, so it looked kind of like a mass of a crab that was in in the body that he bodies that he was uh, observing after they died, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, little about him. I guess he is a physician, or what is yeah, was was a physician, a, physician, yeah. a Greek physician, um, and the we uh, no we because I'm not a doctor, yeah. but <laughs> doctors <laughs> society uh, society yeah. um, our society even today <laughs> yes we I think doctors take the Hippocratic oath like mm-hmm. when they're finishing medical school and that is from the time of Hippocrates that sounds very solemn yeah that sounds nice yeah yeah oh well. Um, so it actually has nothing to do with the astrological sign. I just wanted to get that out of the way. <laughs> same <laughs> name, different first. thing. Yeah, same name, totally different. In fact, um, I would say that the sign of cancer is actually a very healing and, um, like, nurturing sign, mm-hmm. in fact, because it is the sign of the mother, um, and it's ruled by the moon. Mm. And... So, obviously, when I think of the moon, I think of the tarot card, the moon, yeah. as well, um, which is, I so I see a lot of connections between the tarot of the moon and also uh, the way these symbols kind of play out in Cancer as well, right? You've got this idea of illusion, not everything is as it seems, um, high, high emotions, uh, but sometimes those emotions are hidden. A lot of so I mm, I see a lot of these uh-huh. same similarities in the crab, right? Mm. Um, so the symbol of the crab is used because first, well, Biddy's gonna let us know the reason why. Oh yes, <laughs> the reason why the crab came or around. why it's an astrological sign. Yep. Yeah, yeah, but um, or a constellation. There you yeah. go. That's what I'm thinking of. But yeah. as a symbol to represent people born under this sign, it represents this idea of a hard shell. And a very soft, flaky center. <laughs> it's good with butter. Crab. <laughs> yeah, but it's this idea of um, you know people with this sign do have such a heart, uh, like a, a, a warm heart, um, and but also they can put on this this very strong barrier where they're protecting themselves and looking after themselves. So um, they definitely are. There's, there's those two sides. And if you're one of the fortunate f- ones who gets let in to their ooey-gooey center, <laughs> then you realize what a wonderful thing that is. Um, all right. So let's talk a bit about what makes cancer so great. And then I'll also explain uh, some of the downsides of the same thing, right? <laughs> because what's interesting is a lot of the times with people in general, the things that we love about them are also the things that frustrate us with mm-hmm. about them. I got family members who are cancer, and I lo- just shout out, love you. Um, <laughs> uh, so let's just talk about it. Um, so cancers are a water sign, and when I think about water signs, there's three of them in the astrology. You've got we already talked about Pisces, mm-hmm. which is the fish. And I kind of sometimes think about Pisces as being a river, mm-hmm. right? Where they're being taken along the river and they are all about like feeling their environment and knowing what to do and and like adapting to their environment. Mm-hmm. Cancer is more like the tides. Mm. Cancer is like the waves that are coming in and out of the shore. 
um, going towards land and then receding back, right? And similarly, you'll, you might notice that um, the cancer people in your life will sometimes have these moments where they flood towards you and there's just all this warmth and love and then they need to recede back and come back to their, uh, you know, regroup and then they'll come back later. Right? So you've got this coming and going of the tides and I very much see that also present with cancer. Um, but one of the things I really love about cancer is their ability to be so empathic. Um, and empathy is a double-edged sword. It is something that means that if you have it, you're able to feel what everyone else is feeling and pick up on little things that, hey, this person might need to be cheered up. And cancer tends to have that with that ooey gooey center. They just want to look after people. They want to nurture. They're the sign of the mother, right? Um, even like, okay, and that's definitely not a female thing. That's that's both. <laughs> lots of lots of male cancer friends out there who just can pick up on what people are mm-hmm. feeling and they just kind of always know what to say uh, to cheer people up. And that's awesome. Uh, unfortunately, and this is the downside, the double edged sword, they expect everyone else to also have that empathy. <laughs> mm. um, OK, so it's this idea that, OK, they realize that other people will they know exactly what to do to make other people happy, but sometimes um, they might, so they, if they're feeling like really down about something, they might think that they don't have to tell people what's happening, what's wrong, right? And it's almost like they kind of expect others to know what's wrong without them having to say it because they're able to do that to others, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I feel like I just explained that in a really compl- complicated <laughs> way. <laughs> but it's like this idea that they're so empathic and they're so caring and nurturing that it almost hurts them when others are not as caring and nurturing mm-hmm. towards them, right? It's like this do unto others as you would have them do unto you, right? But it doesn't necessarily go both ways because not everyone can be as caring and giving as a cancer, which is sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would be great, honestly, if yes. everyone was, um, but they are not. And that can really hurt the cancer heart. Um, they can really definitely get very upset about that and that's often when the shell will come up and unfortunately if you are on the outside and you are not a cancer and you do not have those empathic abilities uh the way the cancer does you'll be like what happened (laughs) i i don't know i thought we were laughing and now you're upset and you've receded and you gotta wait for the tide to come back in (laughs) right uh so that's a little uh a little of my perspective of growing up with cancer, um, but not necessarily from the perspective of being cancer. So uh, cancer listeners out there, I'd love, love to hear your feedback on that, mm-hmm. <laughs> that little spiel. Um, yeah, so other things that make cancers great is they have such an amazing uh, memory and they're very nostalgic. Mm-hmm. I feel like pretty much every cancer must have some sort of photo album hidden somewhere that they just go back to like every now and then and just like cry over it. Or home videos. Yeah, something like that, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think cancers probably have that. And for some reason, all of my cancer friends just remember little details about my life that even I have forgotten. Mm-hmm. I have a friend, um, that, I have one friend that I've been friends with since like we were children. She's cancer. She remembers like every detail, all these stories that I 
I've totally forgotten. She'll just bring them up out of the blue. It's like, oh, remember when you did this, this, that? And she has like such an excellent memory for all this stuff. And it's embarrassing, but awesome. (laughs) And also just really, really endearing and sweet that she remembers that. Um, So that's another thing. Like you'll talk to a cancer and they'll remember what your kids' names are. Like even if it's someone that you just barely talk to, they have that ability to remember what's important to people and bring it up when it counts. Mm. Um, also, they, I, I don't know why, but every cancer I've ever met has some sort of collection of some kind. Hmm. I wonder if that like ties into the memories of I mean, like, probably. right? It's like yeah. things that are sentimental, they have this tendency to put a lot of emotion into certain things versus other certain things or, mm. or um, actually a music collection. I think is very common. It's, but I consider that to be a kind of collection. Anyways. Oh yeah. It's like, oh yes, this is this song, and I play this song when I feel this way, and this is this song, <laughs> right? So it's kind of like part of the memories and building on that. Um, other things is cancer is also the sign of the home, so it's a good time to, like, even if you're not a cancer, it's just a good time to take care of what you love. Take like go back home. And just wherever home is, right? Like, just make make some time to make your space feel healing and nurturing and comforting. Because uh, that's actually the power of cancer. And so all of these things, it almost sounds like cancer is very introverted of a mm-hmm. sign. This whole idea of going inwards. But cancer is also an excellent leader. Um, all this idea of, like, leading with the heart, really. Um, They're able to really connect with people on a very deep level and bring people together as well. And I, I, it's actually, um, oh my gosh. So you've got your mutable signs, you've got your fixed signs, and you have your cardinal signs. And cancer is actually a cardinal sign, which means that it is actually a leader. It's the first sign of summer, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the kind of leader that cancer is, is the kind of leader that is focusing on how can they make everyone have great memories. Oh my gosh, I've been ranting about cancer for a while. That's okay. <laughs> I just, That's what this episode's about. I it's guess about it's like cancer. cancer. So much things to talk about with cancer. All right, so uh, what, where'd cancer come from, Biddy? Where, okay. where is cancer from? What is this crab thing anyways? Who's this little crab guy? Well, as I was saying before, it's actually, sorry, quite a short story, so it's fine. <laughs> but the crab um, that is connected to the um, constellation of cancer comes from the story of Heracles. And Ooh. it's part of one of his 12 labors. So that's interesting. I know the next yeah. one is also part of his labors. Leo. The one after that. Or isn't, isn't Virgo next? No, Leo and then Virgo. Oh, oopsies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. know why in my mind I thought it was opposite. Anyways. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not the, <laughs> the astrology person here. That's all right. Um, that's that's all right. fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. So both of these signs have to do with Heracles and his labors. This one has to do with when he fought the Hydra. So um, hmm. basically, actually, I'm going to I'm gonna backtrack a little bit. So all right. Give a bit right. of backstory. So Heracles fought a Hydra? He fought a Hydra. Yeah. <laughs> but even before he fought a Hydra. Hail, hail Hydra? No, not that one. <laughs> not that one. <laughs> Different one. <laughs> Different Hydra. Um, but first, I think I think I'll go even further back and talk a little bit about Hera. 
Oh, yes. Because to understand kind of why Heracles needed to go on his quest and, you know, perform the 12 labors, but you need to understand Hera. Um, so she was the goddess. Um, Isn't queen. she the goddess of mothers, too? She is a mother goddess, yes. Yeah. And she is she's a goddess of women's social relations. So she's a goddess of marriage and nice. kind of everything a, a woman is supposed to do socially. Yeah. Um, which is why she never, you know, left her cheating husband Zeus. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> she does what she's supposed to. Yes. That is her, what we call TMI. That's her power. That's what yeah. she is the goddess of. So she couldn't just... Leave. Leave because... Um, that's who she is, but mm-hmm. what she could do was get vengeance, not <laughs> on, you know, all-powerful Zeus, because she tried that and failed miserably, and so mm-hmm. instead she would punish his lovers or the children that was a result of his affairs. So this is the case with Heracles. Who was actually named after her. Who was named after her. Heracles means the glory of Hera, which is nice and ironic. Um... But yeah, throughout his life, even before he was born, she, you know, stopped her, his mother from giving birth for a long time and Mm -hmm. just caused issues along the way, sent snakes after him as a baby. He beat them up. Um, And then even at one point, um, she sent someone to, not to cause him to go mad, but basically to release him, his, his, his restraints. Oh, I think we talked about this we during did. Uh, Strength. I think so, too. Yeah. I think it was also, yeah, I think it was during Strength. And so she unleashed him and mm-hmm. he just kind of went berserker mode and killed his wife and his children. Yeah. Which caused him to have a pollution on himself. So um, for in Greeks, we call it um, miasma. So we kind of still have this in our modern culture, too. If we think about someone who has done something like murder or yeah. anything like that. There's like, we, and we'll say we, like an aura of Yeah, or just like a feeling. Yeah. Like, you know, if they were supposed to, okay, you know, they did this and now they're in your society, in your in your town. You're like, ooh, like just that, yeah. like, like that sometimes you, Like sometimes you don't even need to know that they did something. There's just like this person feels off. Yeah. They've done something. So that's yeah. miasma. So in order to get rid of that to release this kind of blood guilt he Mm -hmm. went to i want to say it was his cousin um who was a king and said okay this is what happened i want to kind of release um this and so his cousin sent him on these 12 labors impossible labors that he's like well there's no Mm -hmm. way he's going going to do as a way to cleanse himself as a way to yes um Uh, so pilgrimage kind of is that what that is yeah a quest a heroic quest ah okay Um, so the first um, stop in that quest, I guess, the first labor, we'll talk about more next week. That's the Nemean lion. Mm-hmm. And then the second one is the Hydra. And so that's where we get our little crab guy in here. So <laughs> basically, he goes to um, Lerna. So sometimes it's also called the Lernean Hydra. Just, okay. It just means it's the Hydra from Lerna. <laughs> um, and he's there. The, the story of the Hydra, it... it does change over time it was a monster um, a water serpent monster thing and eventually the story progresses to that when you cut off the head two more more will spring out two more spring up from every head that's been cut off exactly and there was always one head though that was kind of the immortal head that was the one that had to be killed and then the whole thing thing would die Yeah. yeah so 
He had um, his, was it his cousin, I think his cousin, Iolus, with him to help him too in this instance. Um, Hera saw that I guess he was doing okay and said, oh no, we're going to throw a, <laughs> some, some more difficulty for him. So she sent a crab to kind of pick at his ankles, pick at his feet, a big one, not, not like a little <laughs> annoying pesky one, but a bigger one. Um, and that's the crab that we have uh, here for cancer. So Crab's a little picking at him, and Heracles is like, oh, this is annoying, and he stomps on the, on the, poor, cr- crab. On the poor crab and kills the crab. <laughs> so Hera... So not a huge part of the story. Very small. Like, could not... Doesn't even really need to be there. So... <laughs> but this is the story of, I guess, how we have cancer in the crab as an astrological sign, I, I think. So he was... So stomped on by a semi-god. Stomped on by, yeah, demigod, and yeah. then Hera... Feeling she felt bad because she sent the crab, so she decided to turn him into the constellation. Aww. Yeah. So, and then Heracles goes on to defeat the Hydra. He, I think, caught, has, um, like, a sword in fire. I don't know, something hot cauterizes the necks, <laughs> so that way they can't um, grow, back. grow back. And then kills the immortal neck that he needed to um what's interesting or i think it's interesting he actually dips his um arrows into the blood of the hydra because it's poisonous okay and that will actually later come back to haunt him because that is how he was killed is he, from the that poison. Ooh, I love that mm-hmm. the irony that his own success is what eventually yeah. kills him. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's not just success, but it's, like, going too far with the success. His hubris in that, yeah, yeah definitely. Hubris. Yeah, that's the excessively going. I'm, I'm throwing a lot of Greek out today. <laughs> but, yes, that's the ex, just going to excess, going to extremes. Yeah. Let's just call this episode our uh, our vocabulary episode. <laughs> like, <laughs> Greek 101. <laughs> Cancer, Greek 101. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's, that is the story of... That of the little crabby guy, uh, like I said, not very long. You know what though? I feel like there's something brave in being like a little tiny crab, and it's like your goddess told you to go fight that demigod. Mm-hmm. Not again. I don't. Yeah. Not like little tiny. Yeah. Like bigger. He's but still like cat sized crab. I think bigger. No, maybe we'll say cat sized. Okay, like a cat sized crab. Okay, if I saw a cat sized crab, I would crab myself. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's terrible. No, it's fine. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of. I don't. I don't know why the the uh, snapping at the feet and yeah. I guess to distract him from the he- many heads because that would not be distracting enough. I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's like oh, he's doing too well. Yeah, here you go. Here's a little crabby, exactly. a little crab for you to um, get very annoyed from. Mm-hmm. Do we have a um, spread we for We do have cancer? a spread for cancer. Um, okay, pulling, pulling it up to talk about it. All right, it closed on me. Anyways, oh, no. I'll talk I, about the spread. I'll pull it up. So the spread is about uh, this cancer. idea. <laughs> it's about cancer, yeah. <laughs> so it's very much this. I, I created it as an idea of how to... Um, for not just cancer, but using the cancer energy that is present right now to go inward, find what matters, and then use that to come back out and share it with the world, right? So it's very much a healing spread. It's about um, deciding, like figuring out what matters to you and also what is what you're being influenced by. Um, I mentioned before that cancer is a very empathic 
um, sawing. And sometimes one of the dangers of that also is that cancer might be taking in uh, things that they are unaware of. And mm. that's also, that's not just cancers. That's like most, pretty much everyone. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you'll, so like sometimes you get like really angry and you're like, where's this anger coming from? This isn't even my anger. This was another person's anger that I yeah. took on and decided it was mine now, right? It's like this thing didn't even happen to me and I just got super angry over it, right? Like it's that kind of idea. So, um, so this spread talks about that. It makes you aware of that, tells you what you need, uh, reminds you what you actually want, what your goals are and hopes are, um, and then also gives you an idea of um, how you can use that and what you have in order to move forward and connect with others. Mm-hmm. All right, so the first first card is called Perspective, and um, once again, we like to start with this one because it's a grounding, it's a grounding card. Um, so it's just how you view yourself. And then you've got the unconscious. So this is what you've been unknowingly taking into your life. Then you've got a card called the personal needs. And this is, by the way, um, in the cancer spread, we go inwards and then we come back out. Um, so we're following the, uh, the symbol of cancer, which as <laughs> Biddy uh, so accurately described, looks a little bit like the, like the number 69. Mm-hmm. Right? Hello. I always imagine it as like two little cr- little claws, little crab claws that are like um, facing each other on, on opposite yeah, ways. Yeah, I, I still see six, six and nine. Still, I think you'll always see yeah, the six and nine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so we're going towards the center of um, as we go towards. Um, so we've started one, two, three. By four, we are, we're at the center. So three was personal needs. This is what you need most right now. And this is a very healing card to kind of make you aware of what you can do for yourself. Four is your hopes and dreams, which is to remind you what matters to you the most. And then we are on the top claw and at the center, and this is number five, growth. This is where you can grow the most right now. So this is to make you aware of certain opportunities that might be in your life. Um, Things that you don't want to let get washed away with the tide, if you if you know what I mean. Um, anyways, okay, six is your memories. So this is what you should keep in mind and what experiences might help you. And then seven is your connections. So this is to let you know how others see you and are affected by you. And finally, number eight is your offering. This is what others need from you right now. Because cancer is a very giving time, after all. And... Um, it's not just about going within, but also figuring out what you need, what you want, and using that in order to give back. All right. I like it. It's very good. So give that a try. Um, you can find the spread. It will be posted on Facebook. Yes, on our Facebook group. Just um, I think Facebook. Facebook. Face, cool. The Facebook. The Facebook, you know, <laughs> dot com slash group slash love. Yes. You can join us there. And yes, I'll be, I will post the spread. Our, um, our words of wisdom today come from Haruki Murakami. I'm so sorry. I'm going to say this again. Haruki Murakami. And it reminded me a lot of cancer. Mm -hmm. It's about memories. It says memories warm you up from the inside, but they also tear you apart. Myth and tarot.
talk about stories, stars, and symbols, and all of the above.